Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. Welcome back, my friends. Today, we're getting deep when it comes to YouTube. I'm talking with the fabulous Meredith Marsh, better known as the VidPro Mom, all about how you can like do all of the YouTube things. Like we dive deep into so many awesome things in this interview to really help you understand like what you should be doing on YouTube to really grow and have success, find your niche and and find balance as a person as a business and as like an like a wife or mom or person it's just it's so good before we dive into this legendary interview i want you guys to do me a favor go head over to your favorite podcast platform whatever one you are listening to this on right now and just leave us a review about how you are enjoying this podcast because you are going to get a free legend account to tubebuddy now what exactly is a legend account from tubebuddy well if you are going to do anything when it comes to youtube you gotta have TubeBuddy because it's going to make your life so much easier when it comes to figuring out like what you should be putting in your headlines, in your keywords, what your thumbnail should look like, all of the things. And the Legend account is going to allow it to be so much easier for you. So head over there and do that before we dive into this. We good to go? All right, so let me tell you a little bit about Meredith. Meredith Marsh is a blogger and a total introvert with over 4 million views on YouTube where she publishes video editing tutorials and camera how-tos. As the host of the Video Pursuit podcast and creator of the Video Pursuit Society, Meredith helps content creators increase their growth and profitability with YouTube and their social videos so they can impact more people and make more money. Her YouTube channel has about 4,000 subscribers and growing, and she just really wants to make sure that you are going after your best video life one tactic and plan at a time. I'm not going to waste any more of your time here in this intro. Let's dive into this talk with Meredith. Welcome to the show, Meredith. I'm so excited to get silly with you, y'all. For you listening, today's recording, I'm in a silly place, so it's going to probably be filled with laughs. So, <laughs> preface. I'm excited. That. I'm excited for it. All right. Per usual, Meredith, let's dive into this. Tell us why YouTube. Um, why not YouTube, right? Um, I I started on YouTube because I. I just needed a place to put some videos, um, some video tutorials that I was creating for my blog. And I wasn't really thinking about it as being like this giant platform of users and a giant search platform. Um, so if you're going to put videos online, why not YouTube, right? It, it should always be YouTube because it's um, a fantastic discoverability platform. So what were your first videos that you were creating? Oh, my first videos. Well, so I, I had started a blog, um, kind of as a side hustle to, um, 
kind of get my, I don't know, I wanted to be a blogger. And so I had a full-time job. I was working, uh, managing web marketing and social media for a company that manufactured storage sheds, which was super. That is really specific. (laughs) That's the truth. Um, And I was like, you know, I kind of want to start a blog and monetize it. And, you know, the whole entrepreneurial love story of, you know, I started a business and quit my job. Um, But they actually moved their headquarters to another state and we parted ways. But I had started this blog where I wanted to uh, help other families with young-ish children, um, help them to actually create and capture their, you know, relivable moments on video. Because, you know, using social media, I I was seeing like people were taking vertical videos of their kids like dance recital not editing it at all and just throwing it up on on Facebook like there you go like is that's how we're archiving our memories now <laughs> and i thought we could do better than that and i wondered if people weren't doing better than that cuz they just didn't know how or if it was cuz they just didn't want to or what so i kind of dove into that and identified some topics um, like how to edit videos, <laughs> very basic topic. Um, and so I started creating uh, videos around how to actually use a GoPro camera for okay. family videos. Um, those were my first uh, videos, and I created a lot of GoPro related tutorials and how to edit GoPro videos, um, totally from a mom perspective, um, which was interesting because if you know the GoPro brand, it's a very surfer, you know, skydiver, snowboarder, you know, cool bro. I'm super stoked, (laughs) you know, which is not me at all. I'm just like a mom who does none of those cool things. Uh, and so, um, so that was kind of interesting in and of itself, but, um, that's, that's what I got started doing. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to be a blogger. So I was writing blog posts and trying to grow my blog traffic and the tutorial videos I was creating were just kind of like to embed on my blog. <laughs> and so when I, once I, I put them on YouTube and didn't pay a whole lot of attention at first. Uh, and then at one point I like, I logged into YouTube and I had like 106 subscribers or something. And I'm like, what, why are people subscribing to my channel? They're supposed to be reading my blog. <laughs> and, and I had comments and I had people saying, Hey, can you create a video about this or that? Or, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that kind of got my attention and I was like, oh, this YouTube thing is actually pretty cool of a platform. And so I paid a lot more attention to it from that point on. And, um, and I, I kept, I kept paying more and more attention to it. So over time, even though, even as a blogger, um, I was like doing all the right things, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, doing Pinterest, growing my email list, but YouTube just continued to be this giant powerhouse for me. Um, And from the beginning and even now today, it's 
that's where my biggest audience is, even if you combined all of my other audiences. So tell us about, okay, so what was this blog about? It was, or well, is. The, it, it, it is and was, it was about how to create and capture relivable moments on video. So how okay. to create hobby videos, basically. Okay. And um, it's called VidPro Mom. So it initially was called GoPro Mom. GoPro is a trademark. Don't create a blog with somebody else's trademark. <laughs> um, I changed it maybe like three, four months in um, because uh, GoPro had contacted me to do a giveaway um, on my channel, you know, give away their new camera or whatever. And the guy was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to just recommend that you, you know, maybe choose a different name. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, um, nice. I, like there's no, like, uh, they didn't so take you, a quarter or anything. So I want to dive into this blog, this blog to YouTube concept, because I remember listening to Tim Schmoyer do this podcast where he was like, I went to this blogging convention and besides being one of three men in a room full of thousands of women, <laughs> uh, which was very weird and intimidating by the way for him, apparently, <laughs> um, he was talking about how all of these bloggers just like could not like fathom doing anything besides blogging. And that it was just like this whole thing of like, I don't, I, I could never do that. Or I'm not comfortable on camera. I'm not pretty enough to be on camera. Like this is what I'm doing. That's working all this kind of stuff. And like, well, I personally think that, um, you should do what your audience wants, which it sounds like you're the literal living testimony to that. Do you think it's just, what, what are your, why do you think it is that becoming using YouTube as an, as an assistance to your blog or to replace your blog or move your audience different? Like, Talk, talk about that for me and, and for all of us listening at home about why you would want to do that. Yeah. Like why, like, why should we be, why should, why YouTube over a blog or why mm -hmm. YouTube instead of a blog or why you should evolve your brand to be a vlog, uh, with a video, with a video channel, with mm -hmm. the YouTube channel. Yeah. So, I mean, I think inherently video content is just, it's so much easier to connect with the human being that's consuming your content because they can see your face. They get to know your personality. So, I mean, I, to me, that's kind of a no brainer kind of a thing from like a branding perspective and like a personality marketing kind of perspective. Uh, but YouTube specifically, it, it is a really fantastic search engine and it's, you know, it is Google. So bloggers, bloggers spend a lot of time and energy and money, uh, you know, SEO optimizing their blog posts and, but then they'll turn around and say, well, I'm not going to do YouTube. That, that doesn't sound like something I should do. And I'm like, what? You're, you're putting in all this energy in SEO and you're ignoring the, one of the biggest SEO opportunities out there. Um, so yeah, there's a huge SEO component to it for bloggers and you know the thing is bloggers already have content so coming up with ideas for what to create videos about would be so easy because you have the content there it's already written you've already written the script and you can look at your analytics of your blog and you know exactly what's already working well what are people actually reading 
Those are the things you should be creating videos about because they're also watching videos about those topics. So what Uh, do you think it is that stops people from making that transition? Oh boy. I think there's definitely a fear of being on camera or of other people seeing them in a video uh, because that's not natural, right? It's really not natural to talk to a camera. Um, And, you know, another thing I hear a lot actually is people have heard horror stories about trolls on YouTube Uh and negative comments and things. And, uh, you know, nobody wants to get negative comments. (laughs) And, you know, YouTube is kind of pretty bad about that, to be honest, because it's very anonymous and people can just write whatever you want and you get notifications about comments that are just so outside of the realm of human decency (laughs) and you know you could get that on any platform but i think with youtube it's a little more prevalent because of the anonymity yeah um and so that's one thing that i have heard that stops people is that whole like oh i don't want trolls to come send me bad comments yeah so what is something that you have struggled with as a youtube creator I struggle with consistency for sure. I'm creating the videos. (laughs) I was really good about it actually when I had a full-time job uh, because I kept myself on it on a schedule. I knew that if I was going to publish a video on a Thursday, which that's what I did at first, every Thursday, I would publish a video. So I knew that by Wednesday it needed to be edited. So if I needed it to be edited by Wednesday, then I knew by Tuesday I need to have the you know talking head portion i needed to have whatever tutorial screencasts needed which meant that by monday i needed to know what the heck i was going to be creating a video about <laughs> so on sunday i would think what am i going to create a video about this week and i would look at my list of ideas and start the ball rolling and um do it very bite sized so that i wasn't spending 5 hours a day i was just maybe spending 1 hour each day um since I, I, yeah, I have been really bad about consistency um, in the past year or so, but at the same time, and this is one of the things I love about YouTube is my channel continues to grow, whether I'm posting every week or not, um, because I have this entire backlog library of videos that are search engine optimized and they're still relevant. So it just keeps going. Is that something that also happens with your blog or do you think that like, like you could like, in theory, we do not recommend this. You can just like stop making content for a couple months. Like I'm just burnt out. Let's take a break. And it still keeps working. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that also happens with blogging? Yeah, it does. Really? Okay. It does. Yeah. And I would say like what you just described, taking a few months off of content creation is what I have pretty much done from maybe like couple months ago until now. Um, and you know, it's been summer and things and I just haven't had it super high in my priority list, but yeah, I still get traffic to my blog. So I'm still, and I'm still getting views on my videos. So I'm still getting ad revenue in both places and, um, affiliate revenue in both, both places, even without, you know, actually showing up in both places. (laughs) So can you tell us like why, what led you to the decision to take that break? And how is it, is it affecting, I guess, your, like your business, your YouTube strategy, all that stuff? Like talk about Mm -hmm. that. Oh, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, So I mentioned that I started out creating like beginner video 
editing, how to create hobby videos, how to create GoPro videos type of content. Um, and over the past year, I, well, I would say like a, about a year ago, I really wanted to transition into not into hobby videos, but into helping other smart, creative people create YouTube videos okay. and create um, content creation, uh, you know, businesses, blogging, YouTube, etc. And so <laughs> I had to kind of figure out how, how do I actually pivot my channel and everything, my, my, my business, my email list, my everything, um, and still be creating consistent content. And, um, it was really hard. So I, I created a few videos that had more to do with YouTube and more to do with online business type stuff and less to do with GoPro type stuff, but I would still get people commenting and say, can you do a video on how to use the GoPro Hero 7 Black? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that, you know? So in, it's funny you mentioned that I was creating the content that my audience is asking me for until I decided to not do that anymore and create content that I wanted to create. Um, and so a few months ago, as we were going into summer, I just was like, what would happen if I just stopped creating content? <laughs> and I decided nothing bad would happen and it would give me time to actually think about the content I wanted to create from now on without having to be creating just whatever content I can come up with in the meantime. So yeah, that is. Go ahead. So that's why that, that is what I guess led to my decision to take a break. It wasn't like I'm going to take a break starting June 1st. It was just like June 1st came and I was like, what would happen? if I took a break. <laughs> okay. So I, I have more questions based on this. Cause I think this is an amazing thing. Cause one of the things like I've been doing all of these conferences and these video places and all of these experts where they're like, if you do these things, it's YouTube suicide. If you do these things, it's YouTube suicide and you have to do this to succeed. And it's this whole like drama production like thing. <laughs> and like, I get it. If these are guys that have 400,000 plus subs or you know, million subscriber kind of a thing. And so it's one of those things like it's literally like they're, it, it's the big part of their revenue and stuff does come from mm -hmm. being on YouTube. And I can get that. And the more you create, the more you can earn, the more you community, I get that. So, but you said something very interesting that I really love, which was I wanted to stop creating content that everybody else was asking me to make and make something that I wanted to make. So how, like, how did you, like, what led to that decision? What are you doing to honor that goal that you have? Because I, I have so, I've heard so many different things about this and, and I, I, I could ramble on a lot about it, but this is about you. So I want to know about that from you. Okay. I, so I had to get really clear about why I was creating content to begin with. Like, what am I even doing here? Right. And YouTube is a part of my business as a whole. So like I said, I have the blog. So I have ad revenue. I have affiliate revenue. I um, work one-on-one -on -one with clients as well. But I, I had to, like, as a creative person, I had to ask myself, why am I even creating YouTube videos? 
And um, one thing to mention, for example, is I, I was asking myself, do I really just want to be like tutorial girl? <laughs> just create tutorials. And I thought about that for a bit. At first I was like, no, I don't want to just be tutorial girl. But then I also don't want to spend 20 hours a week creating a YouTube video, um, you know, and get like all the B-roll and all the stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be extremely cinematic about it. <laughs> Although that, that'd be fun, but you know, that's just not for me. And so I had to ask myself, what, what do I want to create content wise? And what does my business want for me to create? What do I need to create to where the creation of the content is actually part of the business? Um, and so one of the things that I, that I decided or realized was I really want people who are sitting at their desk right now in somebody else's business to go, oh, I could totally do that. And so I, when I realized that, I wanted them to have that moment because I had that moment. I was watching a, um, YouTube videos on something to do with social media. I found Amy Landino who at the time was Amy Schmidauer. And I was, I was like, she's just standing there talking to a camera. I could do that. And I just had to figure out what I was going to create videos about at the time. But I had that light bulb moment and I thought, I really want to create that moment for other people. And so I can't remember what your exact question was, but I had to get really clear on what exactly am I creating? Why am I creating it? And where do I want it to lead? And as much as I feel really good about the fact that I created a lot of videos that helped a lot of people figure out how to use a camera so that they could go on vacation and actually capture their family and get amazing videos, that's great. But I just want to move on from that and you know, help those people leave their jobs. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I like all of the yesing right now is happening. <laughs> like, cause we do this with video recording and I'm like <laughs> yesing and cheering and yaying along the way, because this is, I did this exact same thing this summer. I was just like, I'm sick of tutorials. Like, don't get me wrong. They have served a great purpose. They brought me an audience. They have proven expertise. I sent them to clients. Like, hey, this is how you, how you do this. Like, it mm -hmm. cracks me up that, like, one of my top performing videos is how to go live horizontally on your phone. Because <laughs> I made that video for a client that could not figure it out. But I was just like, I don't want to. Um, I was, I said the exact same thing. I said, I don't want to be the tutorial girl. Like, I want, I have depth and opinions and thoughts. And I want to help people grow their business. And so, I love one that I'm not alone. I'm, and two, that like you made that decision to do that. Yeah. And you know, what's really funny too, is once I, <laughs> once I figured out how I wanted YouTube to fit into my business and my life, uh, I actually am still going to be tutorial girl. <laughs> but the thing is like, now I know because I, because I know the type of people I want to attract so I know what kind of tutorials to create to, to attract those people. Um, and so I, I'm no longer afraid of being tutorial girl. It's just those tutorials have to align with. My yeah. Mission. Like you have to, like, for me, I have these really broad videos. It's like how to create a Facebook page, how to set up an Instagram account. And it was mm -hmm. like, that's literally anybody can do that. But who I want to talk to is like that business owner. Okay. I have a Facebook account. 
what do I do with this to make the money? Like, how can I use this to grow my business? And that's the person I wanted to talk to. Right. So like, it's almost like once you get really clear about that, like not only do like you grow exponentially on YouTube, but your business grows in a way that you just didn't expect. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. All right. So... I always ask everybody this and it's kind of always a, a weird answer and kind of awkward for people, but it's an important one for us with, because we're talking to women creators and I want to know what are some women only issues that you have faced as a YouTube creator? Okay. Yeah. You know, I think interestingly, I, because I created a lot of GoPro content, my audience is mostly men. Um, And I have had, I would say, only like a handful of comments related, like in the realm of why would I listen to you? You're a woman kind of a thing. Um, Surprisingly, it's only been it's only been a few. But I think there are for me, I think what is uh, a woman only issue is I can't just flip the camera on and create a video just like any day of the week. I have to do my hair and I have to put on my makeup and, you know, I have to be like feeling it, you know, um, versus I can only imagine that men are a little more simplified in their approach that they can probably just like hit record and be ready to go, um, with their physical appearance, you know, um, I think as a mom, there's definitely some huge hurdles to get over because, um, you just have so much less time to create content. Um, but I will say, I think it's totally worth it because like my, I started my channel when my youngest was two and my oldest would have been six and they've watched me, uh, they're eight and 12 now. So they've watched me create a YouTube channel from zero and they think YouTubers are cool. So they think that I'm one of those cool people, although they don't, they'll sometimes admit to me like, you know, I don't actually watch your videos. And I'm like, that's okay. You're not my target audience. It's okay. Um, my, my family and husband doesn't either, but no, <laughs> my husband told me once he was watching a video of mine and I was trying to talk to him. He pressed pause and he said, I like the YouTube version of you better because I can press pause. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like like a wife. Those are wife (laughs) struggles right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyways, no, I I can't really think of any specific, you know, women only challenge it. But I've also, I mean, on a personal level, I've always, I've never really felt that uncomfortable in a man space if you will. Um, and so, I mean, that might be part of why I'm saying like, I can't think of any struggles. (laughs) And and let's, let's expand on that man space because, you know, we traditionally, because you even just said a big majority of your audience is men. 
So you're creating content for, to teach people how to do this. That is mainly consumed by men. My demographic actually leans more towards men too. And I think it's just because of the kind of content that it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is something to be said about being a woman in a man air quoting space here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so do you just, do you take that in mind when you're creating your content or do you just create for yourself or for someone like you? Oh man, that's so interesting. I think that I probably do take that into account in terms of um, like when you think about um, like being vulnerable or like showing a a more, um, I, I don't, I don't even know how to say it, but Yes. When I'm recording, sometimes I might like say something silly and be like, well, I'm going to cut that out because I wouldn't want, I, I, that wouldn't be interesting to my audience or they wouldn't think it's funny or they would think it's stupid or, or something. Um, but I think for the most part, I, I've been pretty, I guess, kind of, um, I, I've tried to just be myself from the beginning. And at the beginning, I didn't know who the heck I was creating content for. And to be honest, I really envision moms wanting to learn how to use cameras to create videos of their kids. And as it turns out, it's actually the dads that are doing that, which is kind of a no-brainer thing. But um, mostly it's the dads that are doing that, and which is fine because actually I've tried to take my GoPro on vacation and it's really hard to be the mom and be the videographer. So. Um, from the beginning, I've just been like myself because I didn't, when you don't have an audience, you, there's really no one else to show up for except yourself, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I just, I try to be myself and I think it's so true, even if it sounds cliche that your vibe attracts your tribe and people who wouldn't think that they could take GoPro advice from a woman what they wouldn't watch my videos or they wouldn't subscribe to my channel and that's they can watch somebody else that's totally fine so yeah i think just being myself is really mostly what i'm thinking when i'm creating a video and people can either stick around or not and you know either way i'm left with only the people that i would want anyway nice that's a good answer honestly like that's the best way to do it and i think you should create for yourself for sure so let's switch into some technical questions so what are your favorite tools that you use for creating your videos? Well, I use, I have a really simple studio setup in my office and my office is a really small spare bedroom. So I have two umbrella lights from Amazon and I have a Canon 70D and um, I have a Rode video mic. It's not even the video mic pro. It's just like the cheaper one. <laughs> and um, so that's, that's what I use for my setup. Um, if I do screen tutorials or um, screencasts, I use ScreenFlow and um, I use uh, Premiere Pro for my editing. Uh, what else is, and, I, and I'm a Mac girl for sure. So <laughs> I'm all about the Apple. Me too. Don't you worry. So what, do you do anything special or cool or different or unique in your opinion for promoting your YouTube channel when like you're releasing new videos? Mm, no, I'm actually really lazy about that. 
<laughs> I'm really lazy about promoting my videos. So do you, so is your like strategy like very SEO heavy? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, I, when I was being very consistent, I would always for sure publish a blog post and embed the video in that and then share the blog post on Facebook. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the experts say don't post a YouTube video on Facebook. So I try not to do that. Um, I think that personally that they are wrong and you should test your audience. The thing that does yeah. suck though about posting a YouTube video on Facebook is views on Facebook don't count. Is that true though? Cause I've heard both sides. Eh, again, you got to test out your own stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Really. It works for you. Right. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I will create like a um, Instagram stories teaser or an IGTV video. Um, I, I think for me, the old mentality of like publish on YouTube and then just tease it all out on the other platforms and send everyone to YouTube, I think is kind of an old mentality for me. I would rather give people what you know, the content they want on the platform they're on. So I'm not afraid to publish an entire video on IGTV thinking that it might somehow hurt my views on YouTube because those people aren't, they're not on my YouTube channel. They're on my Instagram. So, um, yeah, I don't have any, um, extra unique things for promoting, um, that I can think of. I wish I did. <laughs> I'm hearing you say is people need to tweet out to Meredith ideas yes. for promoting your YouTube channel. Yes, for <laughs> sure. I, I know all the things. It's just, do I do them? Not always. <laughs> it's okay. Cobbler's kids, right? Cobbler's kids are the last exactly. ones to get shoes. So exactly. a, I, bet, I bet though, if you were to turn to you and be like, my stuff in, client stuff on point. Right. <laughs> totally my problem too. So I get that. So what do you think is one of the most uh, important things that anyone getting started with YouTube should do? Mm, just get started. <laughs> I think action creates clarity. Um, you won't know. There, there's no way for you to know what's going to work, how it's going to feel to you, whether people are going to watch it or want to subscribe to it. You're not going to know any of those things until you start doing it. And um, and then you, you know, YouTube gives you all the data. You can tweak everything from there, but you can't tweak anything if you don't have anything to tweak. Word. Get down for that. <laughs> what do you think is one of the most overlooked things that people do when they're creating on YouTube? Oh boy. Um, I think people babble a lot in their intros. <laughs> I was at, I was speaking at a conference last weekend and, um, I sat back down at the table and this guy was like, so if there's like, if there's like one thing that I really shouldn't do in my videos that YouTube would just like really, um, really not like it, like, what would that one thing be? And I said, don't be boring. And he was like, okay. And he wrote that down. And I was like, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. People came to your video to get an answer or solution. Just, you know, give it to them. 
and you can inject your personality and your vibe and you know your humor and all that stuff you can inject that into everything you're saying so you don't you don't need to have 3 minutes of that before you get to the actual content so i would say that's probably one of the biggest uh, overlooked details i don't think that's wrong and i also think don't be boring needs to be a t-shirt yeah so I think we might make a, a, a shirt series with two buddies. Yes, a couple of really good ones. Yeah, like, this should be a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be boring, right? <laughs> Do you think there's still room for new creators, Meredith? Oh my gosh, yes, always. Uh, you know, there's always new stuff. You know, I was thinking about this the other day actually because creators evolve, right? And so, um, even if there's other creators talking about the topics that you want to talk about they're uh, not going to have your perspective or your experience or anything. And so as long as there's, you know, new people in this world, there's going to be room for new creators for sure. Awesome. All right. How do people find you on the YouTubes, Meredith? Well, you can find my channel is called VidProMom, or you can just search for Meredith Marsh and that, you know, I'm VidProMom pretty much everywhere else too, Instagram and and everything. Well, thank you for sharing your knowledge about and giving us a different perspective on how we can be using YouTube and that we don't have to lose ourselves or be weird to make it work. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and Phil over at TubeBuddy happy.